episode of Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. Uh, I'm I'm Ty Turley, and um, I've been I've been so busy lately, Reed. That's good, right? I, no, I just want to apologize to our listeners. Oh, I don't. I don't think you've been. I don't think that's the only reason we haven't been putting these out. <laughs> okay. All right. I've been moderately busy, also. All right. We just, you guys, it's not you, it's us, okay? Yeah, like any, we're back. Like any good relationship, it takes sacrifice. So, Reed and I are sacrificing now. Tying it into the themes Wait. of this of this movie. Now I feel like we're martyrs. Okay, keep going. Yeah, I, I do this because I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care too. if anyone listens to it. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah. But we, but we do appreciate all of you that do. I do care. Oh, man. Oh, good. I want to take this world by storm, this podcasting world. Well, let's get maybe, into the, the movie Don't Worry, Darling. Maybe if we denied the effectiveness of vaccines, more people would listen? It's not a stance I'm willing to support. <laughs> okay, keep going. Let's talk about Don't Worry, Darling. Let's talk about Don't Worry, Darling. Uh, before we get to that movie, though, Ty, do you have a favorite Chris Pine movie? You know what movie I think about all the time? Star Trek Into Darkness? Yeah, no. (laughs) No. Chris Pine, wasn't he in Hell or High Water? He was. That's my pick. That's my pick. It's such a good movie. It's such a good movie, and it just has a feeling that when I think of the movie, I can feel the feeling again. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great, that is a great movie. Just very effective. And like beautifully shot, those Texas... Landscapes were great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who is the co-star? What? Ben Foster not being so weird. <laughs> but like, interestingly weird. Uh, uh, yeah, a good amount. Sometimes he overdoes it. Let's, let's be honest. <laughs> okay. Well, he's, he's probably a little slippery character in real life. <laughs> probably, probably. I don't know. I have no idea what kind of person he is. Would you trust Ben Foster more than Giovanni Ribisi? No, wait. That's the guy from like Avatar. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know him. I know him. Oh, they're very similar, aren't they? I sometimes I get them confused, but they're like not the same. But like they all they often play very similar characters. A little shifty, dishonest. I trust Giovanni less. It is his best movie. I, I mean, I looked at other ones, but that's the one that immediately came to my mind. Not Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four. That's the worst movie I saw that year, I think. Truly. That's truly. It's like one of the worst movies I've ever seen ever. Yeah. Okay. But in Don't Worry Darling, I thought he was pretty effective as like a a, a villain. I, I don't know. Not like a not like an arch villain, but kind of the the negative, the anti-hero. He's an arch villain. He's pretty bad. I think he's definitely bad, but I, I don't know. Is he the villain? Is the Husband, the villain. Well, I mean, he's not. We don't. We don't know anything about why he created this world or what he was like in the real world, which would help a little bit understanding. I think the answer to that question. But yeah, not seeing him outside is tough. Yeah, but I thought he was great too. I loved watching him, and well, so I mean, yeah, you know, something's up. I watched Stepford Wives um, like a month ago randomly, and uh, it was interesting to. To see the comparisons, uh, the villain in that film 
oh, I don't remember his name, but I he's he's also a very creepy actor. Anyways, I think Chris Pine is a little bit less over the top as a villain, but it's almost worse because he's so charming and. Well, it's just against he. That's playing against his type, right? I mean, he's usually the hero, the lead, and to have yeah. him be menacing and like that scene in the kitchen where he just totally confronts her and is like honest and I don't know. It's kind of, I thought it was pretty terrifying. Yeah. That scene in the kitchen's the best scene in the film for sure. Yeah. And she just looks totally cornered and shocked. And Uh, so I I don't know. Do you want to talk about the narrative around this movie or just the movie? (laughs) (laughs) Just the movie. Let's stick to the movie. Okay. There's enough about the narrative. Yeah. And I don't really care about I mean, I guess my feeling is all these Hollywood movies have these silly spats, and who cares? Yeah. The, I guess the one thing I would say is, um, oh gosh, I'm totally blank. The actor, that, Shia LaBeouf, I think he would have been better. Oh, That's, for sure. So I'm sorry he, I'm sorry he didn't make it. I, I think the movie would have really improved with that guy. <laughs> yeah. Do I ever want to be alone in a room with Shia LaBeouf? No. Do I always want him to be a character in a movie? Yes. Yeah. He he's so good. He's so good and crazy. And you so it's just yeah, the energy I, would have been totally different. Yeah, I think would have played that especially in the real world, would have played that character way more realistically. Like you could see him being the guy that like lost his job and just plays video games and I don't know. It was hard to believe that relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, that was the hardest thing is exactly what you just said. Why would she be with him in the real world? I guess we just make compromises, but I don't know. He's so, I, I don't know. There just seemed like such a divide between them in terms of, I guess you always think about someone. I mean, no one thinks they're married to someone who could trap them in a video game. I mean, Right. But people do do crazy things. So maybe that's just how it is. Yeah. Like, definitely there are people that are psychologically manipulated into staying in relationships. This is just an extreme version of that. Yeah. Did you like the pacing of the movie where you see these little flashes and then about, you know, about two thirds of the way through, you see the real scene of, of her leaving the hospital, getting home? Um, I don't know if I have, I don't know if I noticed the pacing. It just, the fact that it's all of simulation for me was super disappointing. I didn't know that before the film. It's just, it's just a huge cop out. It feels like to me. And it makes the whole thing where I'm just like, okay, I get it. I've seen it before and I just don't care. The stakes are low. Yeah. It's just never the answer you want. Like that's not interesting. No, I would rather have a, a real drama where, yeah, where I mean, this it's just so fantastical. People, people like you said, I guess people emotionally manipulate each other into relationships all the time in real ways, and why not make a film about that? Yeah, I and then I, I mean, I think some of the most visually interesting scenes were her like, not um. Like, not mental breaks, but, like, the wall closing in on her or the 
and I guess I don't know is that supposed to be her con- her subconscious trying to break out or feel or like no. telling her she's trapped there? No, it's nothing. That's so frustrating because if that would have been psycho psychologically driven, that becomes more interesting to me. Instead, it's just it's just a confusing thing. Why is this world collapsing on her? And just why is to look having- cool. Just to look cool. That's a bad reason. I, I agree. And um, yeah, a lot of things don't make sense. <laughs> why they why they have to drive to the center to leave the simulation is silly. Why uh, like there's the point where she's driving and the security chief says to Chris Pine, "Well, if she gets there, that's all we can do." Like like it's a simulation imaginary world that they control. Surely they could just shut it down. Or stop her. I mean, the the physics or the lack of correct physics just made no sense to me. Why was there an airplane that went that crashed in a simulation? Why? Nope. Well, and even if she did get out, she's chained to a bed. What's she gonna do? Yeah, I don't know. They just put know. her right back. They could put her right back in. Or I, I or guess it, if you die, if you die in the simulation, you die in real life. That's weird. But it's totally weird. That makes no sense. And and why don't you just have... I mean, you could just have... Call someone from your company in the real world and go kill her while she's... Ugh, yeah. Whatever. But she gets out at the end. We don't... You hear her breathing. Like, it's it's a black screen. You hear her breathing. But her boyfriend's dead next to her on the bed, and she's chained to the bed. How do, like how is she ever getting out of there? You just you read, read imagine all this stuff at the end? Well, you see her chained. <laughs> I think it would have been... A, a much like darker, more interesting ending to like not just show her breathing, but like show her like waking up in bed, realizing she's still trapped there. Yeah, I would rather see that film where she's actually in in terror, and I don't know. It just it, uh, I don't like these simulation movies. It just feels cheap. It's a cheap reversal. It's like oh. Look, we tricked you as the audience, and I'm like, well, I only know what you tell me. So, yeah, you got me. Good one. Yeah, so I think that structure is hard to ever buy into and feel compelled by. Uh, how did you feel about the supporting characters like Gemma Chan and Nick Kroll? Um, I don't. I didn't have strong opinions about them. I thought that everyone was, everyone was pretty bland in this film. Yeah. Did... I, Okay, wait. Did Chris Pine's wife stab him because she wants to run the simulation? I, I don't know. She doesn't she doesn't she say something like it's our time now or my It's my turn now. It's my time my now. Turn. Yeah. So yeah, it seems like that's the sequel. This don't. movie's not getting a sequel. <laughs> don't worry, babe. <laughs> How the it's tables are turned. It's girlfriends trapping their boyfriends. <laughs> uh yeah. And well, then like uh, Olivia Wilde's mom, knowing she's in the simulation and wanting to be there in the end. I don't know. That's okay. Well, I don't know. Really? That didn't bother me so much. Or that made that made sense to me that some women would want to be in there. I don't know. So I guess her kids must have died in real life. Yeah. I think that was right. Right. Yeah. Or she never had any. Or did they die? Uh, well, I don't know if it's clear, but yeah, she wanted to be there where there were fake kids to interact with. And I mean, yeah, you just get a drink all day and I mean, I want to, that, that didn't, I didn't get hung up on that, but, but yeah. Do you think it makes sense that they all looked like themselves? 
Like, would it have been more interesting if it was different actors in the outside world? Uh, and then this maybe. is like the they 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 get to pick what they look like, or they get to. Well, I I don't know because I I I would think that the idea is that you love that person in the outside world, and seeing them visually in the inside world does trigger some bond or affection in your subconscious. Okay. But I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I think they, the, there was one like line where he got to pick uh, his British accent, though. Like I think they say that, like, what, what, like, what accent do you want? So. Yeah. So you can make some slight tweaks. <laughs> yeah. He, everyone said he was so awful acting-wise. I mean, whatever. He's not Shia LaBeouf, but anyway, I, I did not like the movie, but his acting didn't, wasn't particularly awful, I didn't think. I, yeah, I don't know if it was expectations because uh, what you hear heard about what I heard about this movie was it was really bad. He was not good. I don't think that's true either. Like I, he was fine. Yeah, he was fine. Florence Pugh's intense, but whatever, fine too. I don't, I don't. She didn't blow me away. Yeah, I had more problems with the story than the acting yeah. for sure. Yeah. Have you been watching Nick? Did you watch? Do you watch stand up on Netflix? Sometimes I have not watched his. Yeah. He's very annoying to me in, in everything he acts in, but it's one of the funnier stand-ups I've seen. I just okay. was, laugh- was constantly laughing out loud. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I saw him on Broadway in his Oh Hello show with John Mulaney. I like that. Ugh, yeah, I find that very annoying for some reason. <laughs> Fair. All right, uh, I guess the last thing that I'll say that I liked was I do think the production design was interesting. Like that mid-century style was good. I thought, I don't know, I thought it looked good. Not you. Oh, geez. Well, it's just a trope. It's so cliched. It's so, yeah, they did it, but that's because it's easy to do. It's easy to find those housing neighborhoods that were built in the 50s and make them, they, they have some timeless, some cultural cachet. It's just, it's, I don't think it's good uh, art direction. I think it's just that that was such a strong era that it comes through. That's how I would interpret it. Interesting. So I don't know. It feels like you're borrowing... Um, what would be another good example of it? I don't know. I can't think of a good example of it. But, but I, like I just... Feel- cashing in on unearned. Yeah. Interesting. Sad. Well, what a- well I, I also just didn't like the movie, so I'm, you know, I'm looking for reasons to hate on it. What, what uh, decade slash architectural style would you trap a girlfriend in? Future, man. For sure, the future. Or maybe maybe like a Blade Runner set. Oh, so a really sad, bleak future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Where, where we hold on to each other, because that's all we got. Uh, Ty, what would you rank, don't worry, darling, out of five? Uh, okay, I'm going to give it a two. I'm also going to give it a two. I I don't think it was terrible. No Wonder Woman 84. No, it wasn't Wonder Woman 84. It just was, it just for me was way too obvious and way too, yeah, tropey. Yeah, too many false herrings trying to trick you in the story, but I don't think they really paid off. Yeah. Okay. What about something good that you've been watching, reading, or listening to? Well, I think we briefly talked about this, but I started watching Welcome to Wrexham and uh, watched one episode recently. And it, 
it's uh it just feels a little self-serving and i'm i'm just surprised that they they are that they're they it feels less self-aware than i would have expected them to be okay i i watched the first episode and haven't gone back cuz i was just like it's not that interesting to me why is it not that interesting cuz you like sports and you watch lots of sports documentaries cuz this isn't about or i don't know the first episode at least wasn't like it's not about the team it's not about the personal drama of the players it's about how they don't know anything about football and they get their like one British writer to run operations for them and yeah, uh, how they yeah. needed. Yeah. Just like, Oh, oh I'm, not, I'm Rob McElhenney is rich enough to do whatever he wants. I'm sure he just wanted Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds to do it with him for like the name. Yeah. I, well, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. I can't tell what they're at. <laughs> Why doesn't I mean, he do it himself? How much do you think that team cost? I think it was 14 million. I would say he's, I would guess he definitely has that. I mean, he's had a show that ran 16 seasons. He has an Apple TV show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got enough. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, I didn't like the vibe. I mean, I like his, I like Mythic Quest, that show he does on Apple TV. I did too. No, I just, yeah, I feel like the real interesting people in the story are the local townspeople and the players. But also, yeah, just the way that, the team has meant so much to that city, that town for, you know, decades. That is so much more real, so much more, so much higher stakes in terms of human happiness than, than these two actors little experiment. Yeah. I mean, I think a, an all or nothing style documentary that actually is just embedded with the team for this season would have been, I mean, I love, I love those. I watch those, most of those. So Yeah. What know. have you been watching? Yeah, uh, there's a Hulu show that's like very meta called Reboot. Have you seen this? Yeah, I think it's really funny though. Like I, I don't know. I I've I like the style, the sense of humor. It works for me. Yeah, it's very meta. That's <laughs> that's my only hang up. Well, well I guess I have other hang ups, but that's fine. <laughs> I, I, it is funny. There are some really funny parts. Yeah, it, it's a lot about I it, well, it's a lot about sex. I just think it's weird that sex is so central to it all the time. That's true. I mean, their the relationships are sexual. The like they care about the sexuality of the writers. It, it is a big it does come up a lot. I think it I mean, it can be funny. Like, oh, sure. There are a lot of laughs that come out of that. Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not saying it's not. Fun. I think it's funny. It It's just surprising to me that. That's the like so many of the C B storylines revolve around that all the time. I think yeah, it has it got me when the when the dad rewrites the last scene to be an actual apology. I was like, oh snap! <laughs> yeah, there's a little heart there. Yeah, it was good. I like that. I like that part. I, it's also funny to see him make fun of writers' rooms because they're. I like the dynamic between the the old writers <laughs> and the new writers. It's a lot, yeah, it, I think that works really well for me. I think our world's changing. Our world's changing. Oh, <laughs> yes, we're not in the 50s anymore. Unfortunately, right? No. Who wants to live in the 50s? <laughs> Harry Styles? I don't know. Weird. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode of Two Brothers Review the Podcast. I'm Reed Turley. I'm Ty Turley, and it just it didn't even feel like a sacrifice at all. 
Bye. Bye.